everyone. This is Kira Maloney from Headhunter Recruitment and the AHC team have invited me on today to share my thoughts on employment trends that are happening out there in the big bad world at the moment. And uh, I have some thoughts, I have some opinions and I will be honest, I do all of my podcast listening in the mornings when I'm getting ready. So I usually like to stick to a podcast that's anywhere between nine and 10 minutes. Uh, So I'm going to try very, very hard to stick to that today as well. Uh, The trend that I want to talk about today is probably arguably the most important trend in the world to all industries right now. And that is work-life balance and flexibility. Um, It is super important in corporate, travel, hospitality, retail, and hairdressing and beauty. So I think the challenge that we have within our industry is, you know, how do we compete with an incredible work-life balance that's being offered by corporate industries when they're offering hybrid working arrangements and working from home arrangements? How can we possibly provide anything that even comes close to competing when our industry is skills-based and requires employees to be on site at all times. So I've come up with a couple of different things that I think are changes that can be made within a business that can make a huge and very meaningful impact on a work-life balance and, and the culture around that within a business. But before I present those, I think I really want to address firstly what work-life balance actually means because everybody has a very, very different scale of what a quality work-life balance is. Um, And essentially what I believe is a quality work-life balance is where the job works around the personal life. And that is what people are looking for now. It's not necessarily a, okay, I'm awake for you know, um, 15 or 16 hours of the day. And in that time, I only want eight hours to be devoted to work and the other eight needs to be devoted to my personal life. That's not what it's about. It's about, okay, I have these commitments throughout the day and how is my job going to mould around those things? And by those things, I mean hobbies, uh, family commitments, um, you know, me time, things like that. When you're working from home, it's very easy to, you know, quickly jump up and put a load of washing on or quickly run out and pick up the kids from school and get them home before you jump back on the laptop. And that's not something that can easily be offered within our industry. Don't get me wrong, some businesses are offering this, but it's not easily and, you know, readily available um, within our industry. So to compete, how do we compete? How do we provide a workplace that is flexible and provides an incredible work-life balance when we are based in this industry? Number one, the thing that I'm seeing a lot and is being spoken about a lot, and this is probably over the last 18 months I've seen big conversations around this, is closing on Saturdays. So bit of a contentious issue. I think that there is a really strong belief system out there that that is the biggest day. It's always fully booked. Absolutely. There's no denying that. And to be honest with you, I have reasonably flexible working arrangements and I still would prefer to have my hairdressing appointment on a weekend. Um, But realistically, 
people are now able to facilitate their appointments on a weekday. When they are hybrid or they're working from home, there's no reason that they can't come to your salon and have their hair done while their laptop is in front of them. If they want to have a catch up with their hairdresser, obviously that's not going to happen. They're not going to have a productive, you know, uh, hour of power of work or anything like that. But if the the time can be spent really powering through some work, they can normally make a hairdressing appointment work on a weekday. So it's something to consider is, while the world is changing into these flexible working arrangements, also the world is more available on weekdays. So I don't know, maybe it's worth surveying your clients, finding out how many people are you realistically going to lose by by dropping those days. Um, Because the one thing I will say is this, we see a huge amount of application uptake on job ads where it is a Monday to Friday work arrangement. There's just no denying it. People are actively looking for these types of roles where they only have to work Monday to Friday or Tuesday to Friday. Uh, And if it can be facilitated, people like it, people are looking for it. So it's um, definitely, definitely one to consider. Don't get me wrong. I will say there are people out there who actually prefer to be able to work a weekend. Perhaps they're a parent, perhaps their partner is available on a Saturday, and perhaps they don't want to pay for that extra childcare day, and that's that's a better option for them. So you will definitely find those employees out there that are looking for that. Uh, but we can see that there is more demand for working arrangements within our industry that are Monday to Friday. Okay, number two, the second thing I believe that can really make a difference is having clear expectations and KPIs from your employee. And if you are tracking this, you will be able to see, okay, is that person able to achieve the KPI that I've set for them uh, within a four-day period rather than a five-day period. Some people are just more productive when they have more time away from work where they're fully rested, fully recovered and able to sort of come back in with a bang. Um, I, I really think that this is a, a fundamental thing that obviously businesses should be doing. They should be tracking what their employees are making and they should be really aware of expectations and vice versa. The employee should be aware of those expectations too. But how amazing would it be to offer an employee the opportunity to only work 30 or 32 hours a week if they are able to achieve their goals within that time frame? So. Having those clear expectations can be really key to knowing whether you actually really need that person on the floor on a full-time basis or whether you can facilitate part-time work for them if they're achieving the same goal. Sometimes I write a job ad for people and I say, you know, is this a full-time or part-time position? Look, a lot of the time, most people will take what they can get. um, So they're open to full-time or part-time. Um, Some people are hard on, I need a full-timer. So it really, you know, yes, absolutely, you won't get through as many clients, but what they're actually achieving in that time with clients could be a lot more productive if they are, if it's clearly outlined what you expect from them. So yes, know what your KPIs are from that employee, know the expectations, make sure they're clearly communicated 
and potentially offer some flexibility to that person if they're achieving those goals. And number three, this is very hard for business owners out there. I know that hairdressing and beauty industry business owners and managers are so hardworking. We play phone tag with you all the time. We completely understand why you're on the floor. You're working at the moment. You know, it's a uh, a short-staffed industry right now. It's it's really hard to find quality people and therefore you, the quality people, are on the floor working and serving your clients. Um, but what we do see a lot of the time is you pushing yourselves too far. You're not having really, really strong boundaries around work-life balance. And that, I guess that makes things hard as well. I I think for employees in your business, it really creates an expectation um, that they have to do the same thing. You leading by example is super important. So if you are sick, if you're unwell, don't power through and come in. Uh, If you, you know, take time off, don't come in during your annual leave and check in or quickly do that one client, Um, take time off meaningfully, uh, enjoy rest and relaxation uh, because your employees will see that and they will feel more licensed to do exactly the same. A lot of the time we have employees in our business who are quite empathetic people and, you know, they uh, they have a really strong work ethic and they see the way that you work within your business and they feel sort of bad if they don't do the same. So I really, really encourage business owners to, yes, I guess, um, value your own work-life balance as an example and and that way your employees will feel like they can do the same. So that's my three tips, I I think, for introducing a really strong concept around work-life balance and flexibility in a really hard industry to do that. And if you have any tips, tricks or little things that you've introduced in your business to create a really strong work-life balance or a you know, um, a a stream of flexibility that, you know, is something unique, would absolutely love to hear about them because I think that our industry, you know, we are in a skill shortage. We need people to stay and the more people that know about these little tips and tricks, the better um, so that we can keep and hold on to uh, quality people within our industry. So reach out, share on the AHC group if you're a part of the group and, um Yeah, I'm sure lots and lots of people will benefit. But thank you so much to the AHC for allowing me to come on and talk about this today. And fingers crossed there's been some insights that have been useful for you. You have a good day. Bye.